Screen Tone Club is supported by listeners like you through Patreon. Go to www.patreon.com forward slash Screen Tone Club to sign up and get monthly bonus episodes and other perks besides. Welcome to Screen Tone Club. This is episode 129 of your fortnightly manga discussion podcast. My name is Elliot Page and joining me as always in this um, current, well, UK quote-unquote air quotes heat wave is my wonderful co-host, Mr. Andy Hanley. How are you cooking, Andy? Yeah, I'm 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 roasting quite nicely here. I mean, this is this is where we get to say the words heat wave a lot, but not mention the temperature, lest any US or uh, other ways kind of international listeners be like, "That's not hot." Let me tell you about hot. Yeah, the wonder of social media is a democratization of people swinging in to say, "That's not hot at all." What's wrong with you? Or <laughs> you call that snow? Or you call that rain? And it's like, yes, yes, climate is a whole thing we know so please you know let us silly britishers sit on our island and stew yes yeah your, your regular reminder that we don't have air conditioning in our homes here so like <laughs> heat heat is a problem before we go straight into it um shout outs are in order to our shout out tier members mr rob jessup and Seegers gert who are the retainers to our da- daimyo i presume i've probably misused both of those terms so let's move on i suppose do you want me to do you mind if i go first andy i feel like I'm... i mean get, we've we've created a segue that we can't avoid so yes let's let's go with your choice first. yeah i should probably stop calling calling out segues when I'm actually doing them, much like every podcast out there, quite frankly. So my pick was um, The Valiant Must Fall, a nice title, I believe. It's nice and snappy, um, by you, Ada. Um, They, who previously made Gunslinger Girls, which, big fan, big fan of that, frankly. Um, It's being published by Seven Seas um, in the West. The series is not complete, either here or in Japan. In Japan, it's at four volumes long, and here it's just had the first volume out, here being, you know, English-speaking territories. There's not an anime of it. I would not be surprised if there was at some point, because, hey... um, you know samurai action fun um you can get physically or digitally um as a tangent the physical copy is pretty pricey i don't know if it's like an extra special like glossy version but looking around even on places you'd expect to be discount are like 13 pounds for the volume which you know don't get me wrong inflation is a thing and prices have been rising but 13 is certainly more than i'm at least personally used to for paying for physical manga um maybe it's just me being a cheap ass but hey whatever just wanted to put that out there um so the valiant must fall is a well as mentioned it's kind of a period drama it's set in the meiji restoration era um um, i'm gonna i'm gonna avoid using exact dates and terms because one i didn't write them down in my notes and two i'll probably get them wrong and three it'd be faster just to read the series because it's quite happy to fill you in all, all this so it's set in um it's set in meiji restoration era the boshin war has been lost the samurai are in decline um the restoration itself has 
has happened. The Shogunate has been kind of kicked into a small hat. Um, their last stand um, in Hokkaido was done with. Um, for more on that, read um, Golden Kamui, I guess. Um, or, you know, play any number of games that are happy to tell you the all of Japan's history of this era. Or even, frankly, Gintama. But that's an entirely different kettle of fish. Anyway... So, uh, main character, Onikuro, is someone who is very much just drifting through life. He, he says to himself multiple times he missed the chance to die. His master and his entire family are dead, either suicide or, um, death at the, in combat. And he managed to basically avoid, um, being taken out after getting winged by a bullet and then recovering. And now he's kind of stuck going, well, I don't really have anything to pledge my sword to. Like, I'm going to get my sword maintained at this swordsmith, but who knows when the sword ban may be coming in. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. You know, that's going to happen at some point soon. And so he is trying to pledge himself or find something to do. And so he en ends up alongside um, a friend, a family friend slash, you know, sort of like fellow kind of loose ender, I am a, um, to basically rob, uh, hold up a transport they've heard about, which is carrying a, gov a government minister. Plan is they're going to assassinate that dude and either they'll go down swinging or they will strike a blow against the new regime and the people who are collaborating with it. Um, while at the, the swordsmith, he meets a rather svelte girl and assumes, oh, you know, she's come to pick that up, whatever. She has some out of date money because you know, the money's changing, everything's all revolutionising. Um, anyway, let's skip to the actual action bit, shall we? Um, turns out the um, the heist goes a bit awry. Um, it's a two-horse carriage, and yet no one thinks to kill the horses. Although, you know, I like animal rights, but hey, if you're trying to stop someone from escaping your heist, kill the horses! <laughs> like, the propulsion is important to kill. Anyway, out pops of the... Um, out, out of the carriage pops the girl he saw earlier. Oh shit, she's actually a master swordsmith. Whoops, or a, or a swordswoman. Um, and cut to the chase, she's basically a vampire. Um, they never use the word um, vampire. They use a different word because she doesn't actually suck blood, thankfully. Um, but during the heat of combat, she gets slashed in the throat, goes a bit limp, and then rises again with her silver hair, which, I don't know, is a pretty good, like, that's a pretty good way to sell a series and, like, have a trailer for an anime, I presume, myself. And turns out, yeah, she's basically half... She's basically a half-mythical beast um, from a village that managed to basically unseal a gap between worlds and everyone was cursed with being immortal. And she's on a goal to kill her mum and then kill herself. Which, pretty pretty intense dream or goal. And it turns out that she is working like any sides she can to not kind of just be entirely tied down by the state, which has taken over usage of her and her clan and their powers, mostly the ability to, you know, not die. Um, uh, where, what was the name of the actual um, special ability? Adashino. There we go. And so, yeah, basically, she is trying to play all these sides, and Onikuro basically um, gets deputized, like cutting out some in between stuff. Onikuro pledges himself to this girl, saying, Oh, finally, a reason that I can, you know, someone to pledge my sword to, someone with a goal. Um, especially because at one point he is slashed quite badly and our and the silver haired girl, Kyuko Shino, um, basically gives her a little of her blood, which also has, you know, magical properties making him 
not a thrall, but like a pseudo like Renfield type who is still kind of human, but has natural now has natural accelerated healing but also needs to drink um like she knows blood on the regular we find out later so it's kind of like loose vampire ish laws going on here like it's a bit hard and fast with some of this and so yeah basically it goes from there political stuff starts to stack up pretty fast and by the end of this verse volume you've already got like a bunch of different warring factions and people sneaking about and you know loyalties tested etc etc so that was my kind of very long setup because there is some back and forth on this. Apologies. Um, I I want to like this series perhaps more than I actually end up doing, um, mostly because much like the previous UIDA work um, that I've read, Gunslinger Girl, it has a very strong sense of place and time. Like Gunslinger Girl was set very strongly in Italy during um, times of political and civil strife, and it uses that stuff ex- quite really well, frankly, to my mind, just with like a, hey, we made cyborg super soldier girls, check it out. Whereas this is, hey, it's this exact very particular time in history and we're going to have cutouts explaining historical elements like pop-up video explaining where exactly things are and where things are changing. Um, Of course, the one thing that the series can't seem to get away from is constantly nudge-nudge-winking of future events to yet to come in the timeline because people seem to know exactly what's coming down the pipe for them because it's being written from a place, a, a position of hindsight. And... I want to like this more than I do, but at the end of the day, it comes off to me feeling quite, not restricted, but it just feels very sort of slavish to its timings and never quite like cuts loose and starts to tell like the the swashbuckling story that's there, especially as, you know, quite a lot of things need to be set up or it's, it's like like some of the strife with um Kyuko's family all has to be piled on and it's like okay we've there's kind of a lot of like big big ticket events happening in this volume that are weighing the whole thing down and not really like you know setting the bird free i suppose is my weird comparison is like you've got a nice dove in your hand but you're still holding on to it and it's like no no let the dove free let the swords fly um that's my long and short thought on it so i don't talk spend too long talking but andy i'm, I'm more curious to hear what you think about this um because i knew a little bit about this before i went into it but want to know what you think yeah so i went into this cold and ironically it left me cold so <laughs> you know there was no there was no change in temperature on this otherwise hot day um yeah like there's there's a lot to this first volume and uh, I'm kind of with you in that like I feel like a lot of the angles it has should be compelling in some way shape or form but like I feel like it's also kind of convoluted that none of it really kind of stuck with me I I mean I I'm I definitely agree with you on like the sort of you know the, the time and place of this and again like Gunslinger Girl used that really well like it was a really good backdrop both artistically like Mm. it was really nice to see them barreling around italy and again you know when you're used to manga always being in tokyo etc like that that always felt like a real standout thing for that series of like oh no like this is this is you know europe this is very clearly italy this is really cool um but like this series for me it felt like i really appreciate all the historical detail that this series you know 
revels in. I mean, there's literally like an NHK historical consultant that writes a whole bunch of stuff at the end to explain this stuff. And it's like, okay, that's cool. You've done a bunch of research. Yeah, I I looked at that and I, I saw how many pages it was and I thought... Ah, maybe another day. <laughs> yeah, so. and, and I think that's kind of the problem. Like, for me, all of that history ends up... And, and maybe this is a very much like a kind of, you know, reading it from, like, a Western perspective and not being kind of in deep on that history from, like, childhood. But, like, all of that felt like it was a burden to the story rather than a flavour to it. Yeah. Like, again, Gunslinger Girl, the setting and the time and the place, like, is the flavour. It's the source on top of that story. Whereas here, it just feels like it's always dragging the actual plot points down. It's like, you know, you have this kind of pseudo-vampire story, but it always seems to get sidetracked by the kind of like, well, as you know, at this point in history, this thing happened, and it feels like, you know, your history teacher's going to pop up and, like, you know, hand you a quiz paper, an exam paper or something halfway through this. And, like, that, I feel like, repeatedly sort of killed moments that would otherwise have been maybe more interesting to me because suddenly it's kind of getting into the like you know well actually like let me tell you about you know these characters and this specific time and place which again is interesting in isolation but when you're kind of in the midst of you know some vampire samurai action stuff you maybe don't want the history lesson at that moment in time yeah it also feels like it sounds weird but i feel like the historical elements also like weirdly rob some of the characters of their agency or ha- or their motivations where you know when a character is explaining their motivations and you know they they are doing the as you say i worry about my history teacher turning up and wheeling in an old crt television and putting in a vhs tape and saying right here's your ho- here's here's 10 minutes on this chapter and it's like uh so you know it's it's that kind of issue really where characters instead of saying I feel I X Y I you know my feelings on this are X Y Z. Instead, it's well because of Hong Kong Hong you know like historical fact historical fact you know it it lands with a weird wet thud. <laughs> um, even the more sort of like personal or harrowing stuff in the case of Shino, it's like you know her entire motivation and what she is doing and her goal like weirdly gets undercut by like some of the political machinations and like you know the the rightfully hor- the the frankly horrible t- 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 treatment of her mother um and also i was expecting something very different that when you do like unexpectedly frankly meet her mother it's like oh this was not what i envisaged as being the fallout of what is happening um like you would you i feel like i was sold a different bill of goods <laughs> in this way um and so yeah it's and also, like, as a result, like, the 15th thing was very on rails and constricted. And, you know, I was actually quite unhappy when the brother showed up at the end of the volume. Like, it's like, oh, he's back. And now will familial love be tested? And I'm like, well, yeah, but uh, he's barely been in here for five pages. I've already mixed up two of the human characters, like a supervisor and his underling. And I can't tell which is which. And it's already, it's you know, it's sprinkling in actual historical names into things, which I feel like would make more um impact if i knew the historical elements of you know from schooling itself like you know because the the historical notes are kind of a combination of reinforcing stuff you know from real history and bits where divergence happens but i can't tell the difference because i Mm. didn't learn any of this stuff or i have not read the wikipedia page so it's like i mm, 
it's yeah it comes off feeling very i mean almost at one point like i got the feeling it's almost like a video game <laughs> like a ps2 era like you know where the samurai one type thing where it's like okay next level it's like wait a minute what like i guess i just had my ninja gaiden cutscene. what the fuck um, yeah and and i think that's kind of the, the other part of it for me is just like the general cadence like i think even taking the history out of it like it, it doesn't have a particularly satisfying it's like you know i got to the end of this first volume and i don't have a clear kind of like oh this is why i should be compelled to read the next volume of this it's just like okay some stuff has happened some more things are undoubtedly going to happen but there, it doesn't have that you know even between chapters it doesn't seem to manage to find a good compelling like okay i need to turn the page to see what happens next it's all just kind of there and it things are progressing but there's just not this kind of driver throughout it that really makes it uh, makes it kind of pop which again is sort of weird because like you say uh, the, the main characters have very interesting and very strong motivations that mm. are kind of unassailable and you know there's nothing wishy-washy about either of their sort of desires at any point in this series like even as they sort of shift somewhat and like it feels like that should be a really kind of strong emotional driver but you never you never quite feel it like you never really quite feel like I mean even kind of um Harry Asset at the start like like he says you know he he wanted to die and he kind of missed that opportunity and I don't know, it doesn't really, it, it never really sold me on that kind of character's desperation or his kind of situation in a way that was like really all that compelling. And then when you meet kind of Shino, sort of like, I, I feel like she works better in that regard, but there's still like, by the time you get to sort of like meeting her mother and her family, it just feels like a lot of that energy is just kind of sucked out of the room and it doesn't have the emotional kind of, heft that it it probably should do yeah i definitely agree like if you boil the characters down to a single bullet point they retain their sort of like core and they're fun to i mean i enjoy the characters like i i onikuro or harayasu i am a chino like the various characters are i quite like them when they're bantering and when they're there i'm like oh cool i like these characters but beyond the first bullet point as you start to add like various wrinkles to them they just become diluted and mm, yeah. even even shino who is the most defined and you know frankly is the wow factor given that she's like immortal and a last of a sword etc and has silver hair that's all pretty cool but like the more elements you add of her personality the more it just kind of starts to dilute and start to waste away really um yeah. which is a shame honestly and the big brother as well is just kind of his float he's like he reminds me of he reminds me of like a, a c-tier bleach character who at one point you were told their motivation and for love of god i can't remember what it was anymore and now they're there and they've got like you know sword tech level three or whatever the balls is going on like picking up on what you said like i read this a few quite like about five days ago and like even reading through my notes i can't really remember what the driving f i mean i remember the top line plot of oh I want to collect this mythical weapon that can kill kill my kind. Okay, fine. But like I don't know what our character's current driving position is. Like what are they doing at the moment? What are they mm. trying to accomplish? I can't remember. Yeah. Like well, I think I think this is I think that I'm pretty sure the volume ended in the middle of a fight, but I can't tell if the fight was ending or continuing. So yeah. I'm not quite sure what's going on there. 
<laughs> and, and and again, like that that whole kind of setup feels like it should be the start. I mean, it's, it's ironic we've sort of mentioned Golden Camwe there. Like that that has a very relatively simple pre- premise that leads into kind of like an epic kind of journey that drags in so many characters. And you have like this... four different like principal groups going on by the midpoint of that thing. Yeah, yeah, and it's like this feels like it should be maybe not quite along those lines, but you know the idea that there is this kind of you know fated weapon that can you know kill the adashino like that feels like that should be volume after volume of exploration and meeting people and traveling places and kind of you know going on adventures just to try and find out what this weapon is whether it actually exists where where it it lives but like you get like a chapter later and it's like oh yeah we found the dude who told us where it is cool away we go and then you know they go visit the family like it doesn't feel like it has this kind of for, for something of such importance that is clearly been sort of hidden away from all but a few you know very special eyes it, it feels like it 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 loses a lot of that kind of magic because they're very quickly like oh yeah pretty sure we know where that is and it's like oh cool um great i think it has the problem of like a moving baseline where it's like when you're told oh we're like there's only like thir- there's only like i think two dozen actual adashino extant and my thought, I mean, like, we know about three of them. We know about um, Shino, who is in the show, in the series even. We know about her brother, and we know about her mum. And the rest of them are a big old fat question mark. And it's like, well, there was this deal brokered that led to her mother's abuse, but where's the rest of them? Like, you've got, like, unaccounted for, what, like, at least 22 other, like, immortals somewhere? Like what's going what's going on and as you say like like it's almost like like basically two people like basically two different people get together and through like a convoluted series of like a whisper network without any time passing they figure out where the plot mcguffin is and it's like bloody hell that was fast um and it, 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 it as i say it leads to that problem where like you know this this um these like basically like samurai vampires are you know so unique and yet we're rotten with them and everyone we run into who is a human basically knows about them so it's like wait a fucking second like this is a really badly contained conspiracy isn't it like what's going on and as the reader it leaves you going like well this ain't shit (laughs) yeah yeah and i mean it it reminds me a a little bit of of the the guest podcast that we recorded bruce Lone on mermaid saga where like that was like oh you know nobody knows about the mermaids and then it seemed like everywhere they went like there was there were either some mermaids or people who knew about it but at least that series had the chops to be entertaining and make that work and you're like yeah sure i can buy into this but like this because it doesn't really have that drive and because you know this whole weapon is like you say the kind of the whole plot mcguffin around which everything stands like it feels like it should be far harder to come by any information about it rather than just you know basically you know the the, pretty much the first thing they come across is like oh yeah okay here's basically the map to it effectively yeah um it feels like you used a game i mean sorry to use to get the video game comparison again but it feels like a game genie where you played golden axe level one got bored pressed a combination of keys and suddenly you're in front of death adder and it's like oh okay i guess um oh shit i forgot this was an arcade game i'm dead um so yeah man golden axe probably game um spent a lot of time breaking pads playing that just through smacking the c button um 
but yeah I, it's kind of anno- it is frankly annoying to me because i do like you ada's art style um with like one mild caveat i'll get to but like i it feels like it should be a globetrotting adventure and yet the whole thing comes across feeling as you can tell from the last like 10 plus minutes of, of me going on it feels claustrophobic and that sucks like it sucks yeah. and it, it's because yeah. it feels like it's you know it feels like the author has this wide expansive world they've clearly thought up and then and then they've just tinfoil crushed it down into a small fist-sized ball and it's like man like let's do let's do the decompressed version of this you know come on yeah. and it's it, it's doubly weird when you have like you know again that historical tie-in if anything should expand that out because oh, like yeah. you know this is th- this is a very kind of pivotal point in japanese history where there wasn't just like one thing that was going on in one place like this was like a nationwide upheaval of just like a complete you know shift and paradigm shift in you know the balance of power and there's all these kind of you know all of this fallout everywhere that you know the the stuff you get to see is kind of interesting of just like okay you know these samurai who are basically you know about to be out of a job like you know what are they gonna do are they just gonna turn in their swords and say yeah sure i'll just you know be a I, I don't know. Well, like, you know, I'll, I'll just learn to play the shamisen or something. Or, like, are they going to, you know, turn against their former masters? Like, are they going to rebel? Like, there's there's all this uncertainty. And it feels like, you know, there is this wide expanse of what's going on in this world, but you're not being allowed to see any, any of it because you've got this very narrow storyline. Yeah. It also, again, I, I feel like I'm hammering on this a bit, but it also has the problem of hindsight where, you know, things in the world presented feel a lot more settled because like the author and we by extension know how it's going to play out Mm. like we know what the end result is and it's like well that's not a given that's why alternative history is so tantalizing because you're like oh if this person i mean it's like the whole like i mean forgive me for using your other base i watched this movie recently so apologies but it's like what if operation valkyrie had won had had won had come off and hitler died in that bombing like what the hell happens then and that's a tantalizing what if um you know what if einstein had made the chronosphere gone back in time and stopped hitler and then red alert one happens and then my entire childhood gets lost playing that video game um i have watched valkyrie and death of stalin in the last 24 hours you can tell um both good movies um but and the thing i think uh, at the end of the day the thing that kind of annoys me about this series is that for all that carping i like the sword fighting it's got some cool sword fights between both mortals semi-mortals and immortals um it's got some really cool set pieces it has some unfortunate no-name red shirts getting shot the hell up. Um, no one, as I say, no one kills the horse. Is what are you doing, idiots? Like, have you even heisted a fucking carriage before? And I like the artwork. I like the characters in the main um, when they're not making themselves boring by their own words. And the you know the sword fights look cool. Like you know Onikuro is skilled but not a master, and um, Shino is herself skilled but not a master. But hey, she can get slashed and get back up again that's a pretty useful trick um and i like the artwork in it the one thing about the artwork that once i saw it i could not unsee it so this is like a pseudo spoiling warning i guess an experiential spoiler warning for 10 seconds but holy shit does uida like drawing the character staring directly into the camera it's kind of unsettling like it's right there on the cover but once you notice it you can't unsee it and it's like why do you keep doing this like it's really unsettling to have the main character or the main female character in particular stare directly into the panel and it's like 
this feels weird stop it like don't do that <laughs> i don't know why but it it freaks me out because it's like that no stop don't talk to me talk to the other characters in the manga what is this like it feels yeah. like that was just kind of there like it feels like almost like it was the author's like you know what they fell back onto to use as like a, pun- a, a punctuation mark in the storytelling yeah, I mean, maybe this is the big volume two reveal of like, actually, we've just been watching a stage play and now the real story will unfold. Oh, Andy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that that also like, I, I feel like there there are also points in this series, like especially the first few chapters where it felt like characters were going quite off model. And it felt like when yeah. when that, when, when those two problems collide, I think you've just nailed like why it was particularly kind of not- noticeable to me, because I think it is that combination of you're looking a little bit goofy but also you're just staring straight at me and like that's a, a not a great double act artistically yeah especially when like you know again i feel like i'm trying to pitch a goddamn anime for this but when you've got like a really strong like key visual of hey check it out this lass she's not like 400 year old vampire old but she's you know older than she looks and she's quite skilled with a sword and her hair turns silver that's all pretty rad isn't it like you know that's pretty good catnip for you know you know having a key uh, like a key piece of artwork but then you know when it's like oh you you don't look very well you look like you you look like you're having a hard hard day like sometimes like various random dudes will just look like they've got a touch of the old leprosy almost which maybe was in fact the case um you know frankly you know the the um, 19th century was not that hot with medicine still um people still didn't know about germ well i i can't remember when germ theory came out anyway i better stop that before i get yelled at by a historian they'll they'll pin me down and reel out a crt again um but yeah i so i yeah i'm i'm gonna keep reading this i have to know i want to know if it perks itself up i don't admittedly have sadly i don't have massive high hopes for it perking itself up but i am more than willing to give it the rope of a second volume and if it lets me down then well you know i will suck it up and i will moan about it on return champions and we can all move on with our lives i'm presuming you won't continue with this andy (laughs) No, no, I'm definitely dro- dropping dropping this one uh, forthwith, and yeah, like I, I feel like the, the trouble is like e- even the kind of the whole immortality angle, like the sword fights are cool, but again, it it almost undermines itself for me there, where it's like, well, the stakes feel pretty low because there's not really much danger of death here because you've got a couple of immortal characters. Um, ironically, I but think that should make it cooler because I- they can just carve chunks out of each other. But that again, that's that's my that's not me saying mention something's in the series. It's me wishing that it can make use of it. Sorry, Andy. Yeah, yeah. And if, if anything, I, I feel like if there's one thing I'd wish for, it's like to actually have like Ayame having like a spin-off series. Because like Eiji's kind of a, an interesting character, like perhaps, I mean, probably equal to the others, but certainly like in the same realm. But like she also has, she has the most interesting kind of character arc just in this first volume of like, she has a very set kind of version of her family history and events and how everything has happened and all of that gets completely exploded Mm. by her meeting Shino and being like well actually by the way like your family's been like complicit in this whole thing and you know she has this massive moment of reckoning of like well where do I go from here because everything that I thought I was fighting for is actually wrong like my entire kind of family honor that I thought I was fighting for 
they kind of don't really have a whole lot of that because actually they've been involved in some pretty dodgy stuff here like who am i anymore and it's like that's a really interesting kind of samurai story in itself of like all of the honor that i thought i was protecting is actually questionable at best yeah you're right there actually i I shouldn't do her down because like you know onikuro is an interesting character because of the whole like oh miss my chance to die thing and now he's really missed his chance to die now that he's partially immortal whereas you know as you say ayame is skilled enough to like you know she can use a bow she can use a sword she um you know she is an interesting character i mean hell she is like at the end of her rope and about to commit ritual suicide because she doesn't know what she's going to do with her life anymore um once the heist goes off badly and then then she gets told no don't do that by the way here is the truth of your family history what the fuck but yeah she's an interesting character who is clearly capable pardon me and he's also like an actual human like she hasn't become half quarter whatever the fuck like vampire and you know sadly i kind of wrote her off from the get-go because you know she has very strong secondary character vibes and also Mm. frankly her chest is too large to be anything but a secondary character (laughs) like she is drawn too attractively to be and of course there's already a fucking boob envy joke because of course there is um and so so she's already like i i sadly kind of already written them off but as you say if there was a side if there was a spin-off where it's like actual human girl tries to rehabilitate her personal self-worth and family standing thanks to this weirdo fucking vampire who appears to be stealing her man like oh no i just wrote a series i'd rather read whoops um i'll stop now (laughs) and and, i mean that that actually you you did remind me of, of like yeah one of my other kind of moments that sort of dropped my interest in this series it's like like you say like on either starting point of like wanting to die but feeling like he's missed his chance is an interesting starting opening salvo for that character but like the point where like you say he's really missed his chance now like he's basically been made immortal like that that feels like that should have been an interesting story arc of its own of like him coming to terms with that and being like well what does how does he feel about this like is is you know how how is he going to deal with this situation given you know what his the one thing he was kind of working towards is is basically screwed over whereas instead you just get he basically just shrugs and be like okay no that's cool too actually i don't, yeah, I was, I don't really mind i was about to say that's already been dumpstered because like in the space of one sort of like slightly delirious conversation that entire thing has already been like discarded um, because like he's like, oh, I've got someone to entrust my sword to now, and it's like that was fast. Yeah, um, yeah. It's like e- yeah. E- even even to have had like an angry sword fight with like you know Shino to be like, what what have you done to me? Like you have taken away the one thing that I wanted in what remains of my life, and now you know a you've elongated said life, and b you know you've stripped me of it. Like it feels like there should have been something there other than like no, cool, all right. Well, like it it, al- it almost feels like you know somebody just changed his like meal order at the restaurant is just like yeah okay either is fine um and it's like you know no you've literally like changed this guy's in- entire raison d'etre and you know his entire like driver motivation i feel like he should be at least a little bit pissed about that well also like sorry just uh, sorry to elongate this but also like he later gets told offhandedly in a separate chapter that oh by the way after i fed you my blood you're gonna have to keep drinking it on the regular so bad things don't happen because if you don't drink it all of the wounds that you've been dealt and healed will reopen. And it's like, one, that sounds like a really gnarly way to go. And two, well, 
if he did want to steal diet, all he has to do is fuck off for a few days and, yeah. you know, he will pop open like some kind of sword fight pinata as like every wound that he's sustained so far just boop, you know, backs into back into existence. Which again sounds super gnarly. Um but yeah, that's that, I just really I just put that together because it's like, wait a minute, you've just undone the Oh fuck it. Anyway, I'm gonna continue reading this for at least one more volume just to see if it can like what it can pull out because I'm willing to give it the rope. But at the same time, yeah, like, yeah, it's it has its problems. <laughs> yeah, it is. It, it is not gunslinger girl. Is my closing gambit. Yeah, well, I mean, frankly, even gunslinger girl is not at times like gunslinger girl because that thing's long and it goes through a few tone shifts. But hey, um, I will maintain that gunslinger girl is good. Just there's only one anime series, all right. Um, yeah. <laughs> let's just leave that there and move on. Indeed. Right, moving Andy, moving on to your topic, set in a much more um recent time scale, thankfully. Yes, absolutely, yes. So my pick for this episode is My Home Hero Volume One, uh, which is a, a, another one of our kind of recent series of like, hey, this has an anime out just now, um, and that kind of captured my interest in what the source material is like. Um so it is uh, not complete currently. It has twenty volumes in Japan, which even having watched almost all of the anime adaptation, that's a lot of volumes. Um I'm guessing they haven't covered all of it. Um currently five volumes out in English. Uh, it is published by Kanansha, which means that we have fun times in terms of digital availability in the UK these days. Um but you can find it on Kobo and Bookwalker. Uh the author is Naoki Yamakawa. Uh art is by Masashi Azaki. Um, and so, yeah, My Home Hero is the story of uh, mid-40s uh, toy salesman, uh, Tetsuo Tosu, who um, we kind of meet. Basically, he's trying to like arrange to just have lunch with his daughter, who is pretty reluctant to meet with him. Uh, it turns out she's kind of has been having quite a bit of a rebellious phase for a while. Um, but she does eventually go meet uh, Tetsuo at... Uh, at a diner um, and she turns up with a bunch of bruises on her face and obviously takes away with some concerns like what happened here um it turns out she has a boyfriend said boyfriend has hit her um which obviously takes away non too thrilled about um and it, effectively very soon after this he actually overhears some guy talking about raker said daughter and, and uh, basically admitting to the whole thing he kind of tries to follow to do a little bit of digging. He is, he is very much a fan of uh, detective fiction and mystery novels, uh, which plays quite heavily into things to come. Um, he quickly gets rumbled, like when uh, this guy, Nobuto, um, goes into a cabaret club and he kind of basically gets strong-armed by the doorman and, uh, and, and put into a compromising position, it should be said, lest he uh, cause any more trouble. I warned you about that page, man. I warned you. Yeah, yeah, which uh, that, that that moment is is somewhat censored in the anime. You will not be surprised to hear. Boo! Um, Boo! But, uh, but, but fast forward a bit. Basically, Tetsuo kind of ends up uh, like going by Raker's house. Um, Nobuto said boyfriend comes home, so he hides in a closet, as you do. Uh, and basically, I mean, in an attempt for this series to make very clear that Nobuto is a bad person... I'm on the phone. He admits to murdering not one but two uh, former girlfriends, um, just because, like you know, w one murder is like, well, you know, you're still on the fence. But two, no, definitely bad. Um, and basically, he's the, the, the discussion that Nobuto is having on the phone is that he's just like stringing Raker along because he wants 
her grandfather's money um and so it's all a big old scam and basically he's he's violently impatient and it's seemingly becomes clear especially when he hears about the fact that tetsuo has been sniffing around that he's kind of got some murderous rage going on um and sort of basically long story short tetsuo kills the guy um just just smacks him around the head with um Big old rice cooker. I'm not cooker. sure what it is. It's, it's a big just, old rice yes, cooker. Yes, it's the rice cooker. That's right. Yeah. Um, this is not not in your Cluedo's that. I mean, um, hell, like it, there was a microwave right there, but it was also more correct. It, I thought, why doesn't he use the microwave? But the microwave is too heavy and is also bolted, it looks like, to the kitchen. So, yeah. yeah. It, rice, exactly. Yeah, rice cooker, good but, weapon. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah. So Tetsuo murders this guy and then is immediately faced with the issue of like, well, it becomes clear, like, you know, Nobute is part of some kind of Yakuza group. So the question becomes, like, well, do you try and reckon with the law or do you try and reckon with this Yakuza group? Um, and the decision he makes is that, well, I need to cover this up um, for the sake of my family, for the sake of Reika. I need to hide this. And because I am a fan of detective fiction and mystery stories, I I have read lots of books. I've written a bunch of my own. I can probably figure out how to get away with this. Um, and thus the, thus the scene is set. Um, and this, I feel like the, the genesis of this series, this, this feels like occasionally where you read about like, some poll that a magazine or a website, whatever, has done that's just like, yeah, 80% of guys think that they could fight a bear with, you know, with no weapons and win. And like, this feels like this is in that thing of just like, no, probably like 80% of guys think that they could murder somebody and get away with it. Um, and this is just like the test of that theory. Um, and I, I feel like th- this is also a series that has this weird sort of, it feels like a sort of like, conservative slash libertarian like philosophy of kind of like self-defense and protection of just like no like there's a it's okay to murder somebody like in certain circumstances and you know this is this is all fine this all makes sense so kind Um, of like a i suppose um like uh your daughter's apartment castle doctrine yeah it is basically yeah it basically has that going on and like i'm very uncertain about like this premise and the kind of the zeal with which kind of this series like attacks that premise however on the other hand it's very interesting yeah and like having this kind of reverse angle of like a murder mystery which is not about the detective trying to find out who did the murder and how but actually from like the murderer's point of view of how do i cover this up and how do i get away with this is kind of super compelling mm. and i'm kind of like really into that angle and you know especially you know it, it, for, for for all of the clumsy parts about of it about it it still is set out reasonably well in terms of like okay this is a yakuza gang this isn't just the police like this isn't just a uh you're gonna go to jail for a while this is like these guys are gonna kill you and your family and well like, they were that... already trying to kill the family because they're exactly after, they're yeah. after the and familial wealth <laughs> yeah yeah exactly and kind of yeah like the the stakes very quickly kind of you know go upwards like we, we get to see nobody's dad who is also kind of very much involved with all of this gang stuff um and so you know throughout this first volume and like spoilers way beyond this volume like the stakes continue to kind of spiral upwards and onwards and you kind of you know Tetsuo just gets deeper and deeper into this and it becomes more like 
incapable of extracting himself of this situation even if he wanted to and that kind of that sort of cat and mouse is really pretty compelling so yeah like i i have fundamental issues with this series but man is it kind of a page turner yeah i i have a lot to think i have a lot to say about this series uh, much like yourself i didn't quite get the same level of libertarian vibes mostly because like uh, something that hit me something that kind of clicked for me just in you discussing it there is that you know part of the i mean some parts of it are very much very clearly like set up to like nudge nudge wink wink keep you on board like basically the bit where nobuto is in the flat basically proclaiming my crimes.mp3 is basically a hitman villain or a hitman target. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. there is that guy in the um hotel, I think it's Alex Cross, um, who like has killed before his like his lover and covered the whole thing up, etc. And so you can, you know, you can visit Hitman bald headed justice upon him in various ways. Uh me, I just fed him rat poison and then drowned him because it's easy. Um also that guy was eating so much food that, you know, I couldn't miss. Um I also killed half the band by accident, but you know, collateral damage, Hitman. Um, but, but, so yeah, it basically lays it all out there. Um, I mean, I've no, I've only ever watched the first one for kind of like a laugh, but it does feel almost like taken dueling dad's edition where, you know, Nobuto's dad is the head of this whatever crime syndicate or family he is running. And he himself is like basically almost a savant and is able to change his voice at will and keep multiple plates spinning and is, looks like a salary man but hyper competent one who has turned his power to evil whereas nobuto is like a salary man who is the ultimate and like is known as the king of apologies in the office and is a colossal doormat but that's also why he sees his escape in detective fiction and you know he publishes it on like you know web novel forums one part that really blew me away was this like, oh yeah i've written 50 novels and i was like what the and then i remembered they meant web novels and it's like oh thank christ jesus and he even has, like, in the diner, he's reading someone else's work because, you know, you write, you read. And he pulls out a notepad and it says, like, Book of Twists, Volume 4. And I'm like, the fuck? This guy is like Deku, but for murder <laughs> mysteries. Which, if you're going to have, like, I mean, having a Book of Twists, Volume 4 implies 1, 2, and 3, obviously. But it also makes it fucking hilarious. It's like ways that I can get away with this shit. But yeah. it does... I will admit, for as dumb as all that is, it does keep things moving. And I appreciate that about it. I think, honestly, with the sort of power, like, frankly, the latent power fantasy, I will do anything to protect my family, dueling, taken movie, I have a set of skills um the you know i don't know the entire quote from take the original taken film but i have a particular set of skills i am a salary man who has no dignity and a bit of belly fat you already have a picture of my penis like why should i fucking care and i'm going to keep ahead of you and you know i i think if anything the one thing this series does um is that from chapter two on basically the wife gets in on the on the act immediately which is a blessing because i feel like without that um it becomes intolerable of trying to keep too many plates spinning mm-hmm. also frankly like uh, gonna sound a bit of a lo- being a bit of a pervert here but his mum is a stunning smoke show holy shit she looks great <laughs> i don't know she's like wow this anime mum is kind of hitting a lot of my various different uh-oh oh no elliot's ah. but she's great yeah. like she's put to- yeah. she's clearly also the smarter one in the relationship and later on you know 
do not fuck with a housewife and her house even when you try and bug it because they will fucking notice it's yeah. which is really smart like sorry i will i will cede the floor back to you andy but my my so i have two i have an important two important parts that i want to take away from this one i really enjoy the structure and how it keeps both elements of the cat and mouse game on deck like Basically, when Nobutu was killed, he was being monitored so he could be brought back to the family to see his dad. And so Nobutu, like, um, Tetsu, Tetsuo has walked into that and knows that he has a tail because he has kept, you know, an eye on his back sort of thing. And so you have this really intense, really fascinating cat and mouse game between the two sides trying to confirm information, gather more information and keep the scam going. And, you know, there's a lot of, it feels like, the actual the actual version of death note that gets away with it where it's very much a case of like ah i know that they think that and it doesn't get too stupid or like you know death notey about it but it stays basically within this within the realms of mundanity and being a boring ass salary man or a basic human and that stuff really and it and the fact it can keep all those going in one stream like parallel and alongside each other is really good and really effective so the pacing is amazing but i will admit the moment i saw it was 20 volumes long in japan my interest cratered instantaneously because i don't have interest in it being that long and as you mentioned i'd skipped ahead to a few bits just to find out and was like oh this has escalated into real i mean sure i'm sure the journey getting me to this stage is fine and hopefully it keeps up my the things i enjoy about it like the pacing and etc but i don't have interest in reading 20 volumes of this frankly if anything i feel like that's setting itself up for even more failures somehow and i Mm. just don't have interest in the i do not have interest beyond this initial oh fuck how do we hide this body storyline that's where my yeah. interest ends. Like, even if it spirals off into other things, it's like fucking prison break. You know, you already broke out the fucking prison. Oh, wait, society's the prison. Fuck! Oh, no, we got to break back into the prison. And then who the fuck is still watching this TV show? What are you doing? Um, man, that show. Um, so, yeah, sorry, Andy. I've, I, I wanted to get that out of me. But that's basically my feeling on it is I really enjoyed this. I have no interest in reading more. <laughs> um, I would still like to see the end of this storyline, but I also know that it's likely to segue entirely into into more bullshit beyond what the the bit that i feel really in, i mean really enjoying yeah i mean i'm i'm really curious as to like how much because basically yeah, i i'm up to date with the anime adaptation which is like almost finished 11 episodes out of 12 and like that feels like that doesn't feel like we've had 20 volumes worth of of, of manga like it's got to the point it's like does it does this just keep happening does he just like keep murdering people and having to get away with it is that is that how they get this many volumes out of it um because yeah like the, the anime manages to continue that kind of compelling cadence of just like you know he is he, the entirety of that series is just like his continued attempts to be cleared of this murder that he is suspected of of doing you know by this yakuza group and you know it it does some really good backstory stuff like you know you, you get a whole bit about you know how him and his wife met and how they're together and it's like and it, you're absolutely right she is a really great character as a kind of addition to this and also kind of oddly believable of just like she walks in it's just like oh my husband just murdered somebody's like do you want me to help you cover this up it's like yeah you know what 
I yeah, I can buy into this. This kind of makes sense given all the other circumstances around it. Um, but yeah, like twenty volumes complete, seems like a lot. Sorry, yeah. Complete tangent on that is there are some actual like really quite nice like healthy relationship elements to this series mm. that are really nice. Like you know, it's very much like these two. You know, this these two parents are like our child. Our, our daughter is not a perfect person and has basically been throwing one one long paddy since she was 14 but she is our daughter and we love her and you know there is like later on the wife Kason does say like look if i knew then what i knew now i would have killed him myself and it's like and they're like you know calling back to their wedding and they're clearly loving and you know it's the one thing that does make it quite funny is that like or you know the one thing that does carry it is that noble tetsuo is a big old doormat but you know he has found his like weird switch that's like no he will fucking murder you if you are if like confirmed beating his daughter and you know one i think i think it's very much in for a penny in for a pound (laughs) really yeah 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 the the family stuff is is all really good like you say like around kind of reika it's all very believable and like the interactions between like tetsuo and kazan are are, are just like uh, kazan are, are, are really good as well like you know it feels that that has a feel of like a genuine couple and there's there's like there's a really good kind of throwaway moment in this where it's just like basically like reika and tetsuo just like kind of making some very light fun at her cooking and it's just like it's just one of those little kind of it feels like one of those little kind of family in jokes where yeah this probably happens every once in a while and she's just like you guys just like knock it off and it's just like little things like that that just complete throw away but it's just like yeah these just the little things that kind of crop up sometimes and yeah like you can kind of believe all of this like as a family unit and again it, it does continue the series does continue to really lean hard into that as it as it goes and you know it the one of the kind of joys of this series is like this main couple just like really trying to like play up and like ham up their like yeah we're just these eccentric kind of married couple like we're a little bit weird but what are you gonna do and just like basically completely like disarming like this entire yakuza group are just like they're just really weird. I don't know. Like, I don't know how to handle this. I mean, I think it, I think honestly, the bit that really was, I mean, you know, because after the initial, because there's quite a lot of this volume that's spent in Raker's apartment, like trying to get things off the ground and to basically get rid of this rather huge dude that's now very, very fucking dead. And like, it's also interesting because like multiple times, um, Tetsu will be like, well, if they use Luminol, as seen in fucking Phoenix Wright, I'm, we're all fucked. So I'm going to, you know, that's out the window. Like, I can't help that. We have to, I have to try and, like, keep things sensible and plan this out. And it's, you know, it is actually quite fascinating if perhaps it feels a bit, it feels a bit gross that you're learning so much about how to dispose of a fucking body, um, quite frankly. But it, you know, it makes it interesting. But as you say, like, you know, the things that these couple, these people are doing outside of their body disposal elements are very regular. I mean, hell, Kason basically like shakes off someone who is trying to distract them from, you know, so their house can be bugged because she gets annoyed at a door to door, um, like surveyor and it's like, Hey, let me look at your tablet. Where's your ID card? And it's like, Oh fuck. You know, it's like, it's like, you know, hassling the, the fake British gas guy who comes to scam your grandparents. You know, it's, it's those, as I say, it's those skills that come in effective. It's the fact that like, Nobu who read a lot of history novels and is now very much into this. Kaysen is 
a smart lady who has been housewiving for a long time and knows what the fuck she's doing. And it's it's really effective in that way that it's like, no, these are it's not like these people are secretly CIA agents. In fact, you know, they're very far from that. So it's like, ah, oh, this this makes sense. This it keeps it like it as I say, it has that death note sort of element, but without just being full on like I made it up level bullshit. Um which, you know, start, frankly, I think happened very quickly in that series. And like I say, like the intertwining of like, you know, the guy wearing the snood and the earphones and the headpiece and his drive and the the um, the um driver with the crazy head tattoo, which, holy shit, if you ever wanted to have people keep a wide berth for you, you in society, I thought initially that head tattoo was just really shitty haircut. But no, he's got a fucking tribal tat on the back of his head, who even like surmises what really happened uh, in a panel and then they go ha 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 yeah right and it's like okay got a bit close to the mark there series and you have kubo-san who is like you know who's like tanigawa from fucking um, kaiji who is the like middle management who is clearly the muscle and the brains of the operation but is very much like staring at a very long knife being wielded by his boss who is enthralled by his shithead son which is why i kind of say it's like dueling dads at a remove which also that character's also i like that character set up because it's very much a case of like yes this guy is capable and the fucking worst like he is willing to like sling money around and threaten his best subordinate for reasons for a son who frankly like again is the target of a hitman level and kind of an awful person like hell he reads like my crimes.wav out loud um so yeah real wild stuff but saying all that and also frankly like i do quite like the artwork um it's quite Hmm. it's it's it sounds weird but it's very mundane in all the correct ways like it accurately reflects the house the mundane apartments it reflects the characters like it gives a lot of expression to basically tetsuo's hangdog ass face um you know it gives it, it's very effective at all that stuff and it looks great um even if at times it gets quite sort of like whoa okay you've really spent time drawing that shovel um but it works it works really well i enjoy it but i really want to like this more but at the same time like i said earlier i'm not interested in 20 volumes of this and i'm not interested in the levels of escalation that this tells me about like i say i read ahead a bit and it starts to escalate like into crazy weird like multi-generational multi sort of agency beef and you know issues that i don't give a living fuck about like I I know whatever like do it's I'm not the writer whatever but if this was eight volumes flat and was like we gotta hide this body and get away scot free but also make sure the yakuza don't net net murk us that's cool I don't need it as I say escalating and spinning off into whatever the fuck direction it goes which yeah it's a shame and also frankly is not is is more is mostly just a case of your your mileage may 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 vary completely like that's just my opinion maybe you feel about it differently you know i'm not going to pin it on that and say that's a complete failure of the series but for me that's not what i'm interested in <laughs> yeah and i i would say like I, I think the anime adaptation is is probably a good way to go just to get that stuff because whilst it, there is there are those points of escalation it does continue to be very much just this kind of cat and mouse game and and after going on a bit of a wild ride for a while, it very much recenters around that, and that kind of becomes the driving force of the vast majority of that series. Um, it is just kind of effectively, it's a kind of him or me thing of just like, well, somebody's going to get 
got. killed for this murder. <laughs> is it going to be Tetsuo or is it going to be some other dude? Um, and it continues to be kind of really good at that sort of back and forth. Um, it's quite smartly paced at times in terms of oh, like, yeah. you know, stuff happens and it, it waits just long enough to go back to have the like, oh, well, here's, here's the bit that you're missing. Here's the information you're missing as to how this came about. Um, and it's been generally kind of like a pretty, a very enjoyable watch. Like it's, it's, it does good cliffhangers, um, and you know, makes good use of that. Which again, I feel like this first volume is pretty good at kind of having that, that good cadence of just like, oh God, like, you know, now what? Um, that it manages to kind of pull out, you know, time and again. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm curious. Like I'll maybe read some more of this just to see kind of where it goes, but I do feel like the, the anime adaptation has been very tight and has kind of like, satiated everything that i wanted to see from from this series but yeah like the the cat and mouse angle of it is really incredibly good and like you say it is that sort of like low-key death note vibe um that is you know way more sort of grounded than the the directions that that series goes um and i i I do have to get this out from your your deku comparisons like my my home hero academia Uh, there we go right the spin-off everyone wants everyone being (laughs) approximately me and me and you so yeah i it's i know i sound like i'm really like being an idiot but like yeah i really enjoyed this i don't want to continue it i really as i say i really really enjoyed the cut and thrust and as i say like it feels like it's pulling an awful lot of work with keeping both you know the the yakuza and the tetsu you know tetsuo's family like intertwining and you have like reika herself acting basically as a free radical in who is the target of all this um who is like both very critically important but also very much secondary importance at the moment where it's like oh man you have like you know you have the actors are doing this but also move you know that it definitely feels that you have two very you have two active actors making chess moves on the board it's not like oh last chapter you saw this lot and now it's this lot it's like no that i see we see we see the entire you know uh, sorry for the rather stupid comparison, but it's like that um, vanilla and chocolate um, 99, you know, um, ice cream you get where it's like intertwingled. You know, it's like, a, it's like a twister. There we go. Fuck it. I got ice cream on the brain, all right? It's too fucking hot. Um, but no, it's it's really well intertwined and that's the thing that I really enjoy. And I can imagine the anime really kind of takes that and will uh, if it doesn't run with it, it's doing a disservice. <laughs> so I haven't re- read it. I haven't watched it and probably won't. Um, as I say, I... I read ahead a bit and it's like, I, yeah, it's, it's got, it's got the same level of interesting stuff, but I don't care about the stakes keep getting bigger, frankly. Um, mm. I kind of just want the tight version of this. Um, again, prison, you know, prison break reference, lost reference. Um, but yeah, I, I'm really glad I read it though. You were totally right, Andy, because when you picked this, you told me, um, privately like, oh, it will not leave you indifferent. And I'm like, oh, oh, fuck. Um, and as I say, I don't quite get the same level of like libertarian father is master of household vibes, although if some of that is floating out there and there's a certain amount of like, hey, 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 murder's okay. And it's like, well, this is basically a hit, an extended hitman level um, with someone who is balding, if not, you know, while not losing hair. So yeah 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 and i i think this is partly kind of where it starts to get a little bit weirder kind of later on because you know once other people get dragged into this as well it's like there are even more decisions on like well who is a good person like you know what is justified in this scenario and the answer to a lot of that is like but my family and it's like okay (laughs) 
cool. I kind of hear you, but also... Mm. Yeah, I feel like everything kind of... I, for me, morality kind of evaporated where, at the moment that the body was disposed of, honestly. Or, yeah. or, render, or, or you know, the activities started. It's like, okay, this, this at this point, it's basically a procedural to me because, like... If this series decides it's going to start talking about you know morality and ethics, then we've entered into a liminal space here where that kind of doesn't hold water for me. It's like ah, this is this is so far removed from any kind of ability to really discuss that, or really should yeah. be. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and 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 to be fair to the series, it, it also doesn't shy away from that entirely. Like you do get to see kind of like Novelty's dad in you know the sort of the longer aftermath of this, and you know the kind of like you get to see his grief, and mm. you know you get to learn more about some of the other characters, and you're just like okay, you know there is you know even these kind of yakuza guys they they come from backgrounds that have damaged them and that's kind of why they're here they're not necessarily just outright bad people and and it it does it does play around the edges of that um but obviously it can kind of never quite go all the way to like existential crisis of like i've taken somebody's life it always it always has to sort of hit the much like fast and the furious it just has to hit the big family button every, every so often to make everything okay again oh don't say that i'll assume that the series has a tank showing up at some point um <laughs> that, yeah it's the thing the character the the thing the thing about the Akaza is that you know apart from the dad or the 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 person running the whole thing who is like already shown to be quite the scumbag frankly and amoral shithead is that all the actual yakuza people are like um while they have copped to doing bad things they're all competent and doing what they do it's kind of wild where it's like okay that guy's the driver who is good at driving and is not an idiot kubo san is actually really smart and i quite like him a lot as someone who is clearly capable but is stuck in a real dire situation because his as i say his boss has a knife aimed directly at his main arteries because his darling shithead fuckhead son who can't stop murdering girlfriends has vanished so you know it's like ah that's mm, you know a bit so i feel bad for that guy uh mostly because you know he's gonna get the very long end of the pointy knife right in his and gut. I, I and I, I think that is part of kind of what makes this volume and this series work as well is that like i i feel like it's very easy to have like oh you know the yakuza are all like bumbling idiots that just rely on violence for everything whereas here like it's not that they have an information network they have this communications infrastructure they have people monitoring and tailing folk like it's not just we're gonna go and beat people up until we find out the truth like there's a a kind of you know soft skill set that they they employ throughout and that makes that cat and mouse way more interesting than a just kind of you know oh we're gonna get beaten up until we confess kind of thing and that's that's really kind of keeps the, keeps things moving there's a really fascinating uh there's there's a single panel which really kind of made me enjoy it where, well it sounds very dumb but like basically there's the the basically the guy with the snood or the like the little sort of like bandana around his neck thing um basically uses a lock picking kit to get into tetsuo's house and you see him like having just escaped detection but he's he, you, know, you can see him there holding his shoes because he doesn't want to leave footprints and it's like ah that's smart i okay cool it doesn't the series doesn't have to call attention to it or go aha character x is smart because they it's just oh this guy knows what he's doing thank christ like i feel in safe hands here and he doesn't quite um he doesn't quite complete his whole mission but gets as close as he can i will admit the one thing about um this series um being completely and utterly unrealistic is that um 
if you tried to hide like this assumes everyone's closets have a lot of space in them because it happens at least twice in this series is that someone escapes detection by hiding in a closet like if you tried that in my my house or my flat you would have a hard time fitting in there because my my closets tend to be like full of shit um so good luck <laughs> yeah, i would well, i would for every murderer <laughs> Yeah, and and I mean it's like you know, Raker is just like you know she's just moved out, like she's a she's a kid still. Basically, it's like she you know it's a pretty pokey little apartment. It's like it seems like that that bedroom is like fifty percent wardrobe, and it's just like this is not this is not usually how this goes. Well, it also helps that it seems that half the wardrobe's on the floor because you know she is a student. So yeah, um, well, I mean, I guess yeah, the the floor drobe is is a, an important. Oh, that's important a great thing. word. Jeez, I will admit, actually, I do like how the series just very passively has like Raker having different relationships with her mum and her dad, which is what mm. happens with kids. Weirdly enough, like you tend to have different. Your parents are not a singular conjoined unit, even if at times it feels like it. And that yeah, well, it doesn't. It doesn't. You know, it's. I think that's. I think. It, I think this one thing this series does really well is the <laughs> the calm. The calm family life section, you know, in between the like hiding a body sections, you know. Yeah, but but no, you're you're absolutely right. That is really good because again, you get that initial view of like Tetsuo and Reiko, like at, at the diner, where like she's clearly just like, and, and it sort of fills in the gaps of just like no, like you know, he's still her dad. She she loves him really, but like she finds him exasperating and just wants him like out of her hair, like in this immediate kind of you know in the immediate environ. Whereas like when her mum's on the scene, it's just like everything that she says, she's just like yeah, okay, I'll do that. And it's just like there's a, a very different kind of dynamic there between like her pushing back on everything her dad says and being like, oh, you're just you're just annoying. But like her mum can go say exactly the same thing. And she's just like, yeah, OK, fine. I mean, to use the parlance of the day, her dad is pretty goddamn cringe. Mm. Like he's a salary man who works for a toy company and is known for his hangdog look and his ability to apologize. Also, he keeps writing crime fiction. What a fucking dork. So, <laughs> you know, it kind of works um so yeah i yeah um very very mixed for me of i really enjoyed this i'm not going to continue it so if you do andy or we can talk about the anime at some point and return champions if you like but yeah i i yeah also frankly like 50 20 volumes is a lot <laughs> um you have a, 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 one thing i want to actually mention sorry completely forgot last note um i decided to use um so it turns out kadansha have their own sales platform on their website and their own web reader and noticing that basically the price of the volume was half of anywhere else i thought well i'll try this platform because why not i'm already here um, so in short, it's all priced in US dollars. I could buy it here in the UK. So there's no territorial blocks on that as far as I can tell from, you know, US to UK. The reader is monumentally and kind of flabbergastingly basic. Um, it's got no, the only options are the ability to make it full screen and the ability to um, have two pages displayed on one screen at a time. Um, there's no native app. It's all web reader only. I've, I've sent him an email asking about a native app, but haven't had a reply. Um, some parts of the website are a little bit hard to navigate, and I have had to log in twice, once after another, to get myself actually logged in to read it. Um, it's, it's very clearly been soft launched and not fully announced, so that's why... There hasn't been a big press release about it. Um, as I say, it's it's astonishingly um, 
as I say, um, rudimentary the reader, kind of shockingly so. It's like, man, you should really, really? This is it? Like, come on. And yeah, the prices are kind of all over the shop. Like some of it is cheaper than in other web stores. Some of it is more expensive in other web stores. Um, the the volume ones are cheaper. If anything, I'm kind of glad. I, it sounds weird, but I'm kind of glad I didn't, I didn't decide to continue with this because it means I don't have to worry about having a loose volume one on a storefront I don't particularly want to engage with. Um because some of Kadansha's titles kind of get towards the pricier end and, you know, this reader looks like it might be cheaper. There's, it's, yeah, so that, a rather weird review of that there uh, for the Kadansha website reader and purchasing purchasing experience. Um, very much a case of like, this feels like it's in beta. And I think it very much is, hell, there's even a beta on the website tag, but I don't know what that refers to. So you can't just call the whole thing beta and assume it's allowed to be bad, guys. Like I worked in, I've worked with software before, you know, <laughs> you can't do that. That's just, that's not how that works. So yeah. Yeah, I've bought early access video games. You know, that doesn't excuse everything, damn it. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I suppose I will end this sort of potted review with a big fat caveat emptor. Um, which is a cop-out, but is, you know, if you do not mind the fact that this thing is extremely rudimentary, um, and, but if you want to save that money, go ahead. Especially given that, like, Kodansha have withdrawn from Azuki and uh, in the US, at least, have launched their own kind of goddamn annoying coin-based currency app thing, which is not available here in the UK, uh, K-Manga. Um, which sounds and looks fake in the Google Play Store. So what are you guys doing? Um, it, it does It does also, like, frankly, at the risk of moving into, like, I suppose, more just pontificating, um, it, it feels like a slightly sort of schizophrenic or not quite joined up strategy, um, which is bizarre given that Kadansha seems to always talk about how they have strategy for this sort of stuff. And yet what you're getting as customers is a bit question mark, question mark, question mark. Yeah, it, it, it has the vibe of the kind of like somebody high up like banging on a table being like this media have this why don't we have this i want it by next week but then they don't actually do the thing that you want them to do a la viz media you know the shonen jump app (laughs) so yeah yeah, exactly yeah and it feels like somewhere along the line yeah someone's give brought a list of like well here's what they do on their app and be like well we can't do any of that that sounds like a terrible idea and then we've ended up with this kind of monstrosity basically as a tangent um and also as a good um so until the 26th of this month so june 2023 so if you're listening to this in the future sorry um i just went onto the kodansha website and the first three volumes of my home hero are available for free reading if you have just an account on the kodansha site um they started that after i bought the volume you goddamn bastards but yeah, the one thing about the thing is, quite frankly, that when you um, when you go to sign up or create an account, um, it the like the text in the enter your email box is Mikasa at surveycorps.us, which is like, I get it. Like, it's nice to put a fun bit of guidance text in your form, but fuck off. I hate that kind of cutesy bullshit. Um, I don't know why that stuff just gets my gets my goat real hard um yeah also frankly like again i'm gonna stop after this i swear to god sorry andy but i mean you work with japanese licensors i suppose where the you go to a page it says oh here's a page with the benefits of a kadansha reader account and it reads very much like the infamous uh bandai visual we know what anime fan want slide if you remember that from back in the mists of time Um, it, it very much has the vibe of we are the best people place to know what you want and it's like 
No, <laughs> you're wrong. Some of this stuff. Also, actually, last note, last, last note, I swear to God, one of the big points on this page is, hey, your reading progress is always tied to your account. Didn't work. I moved from one device to another, did not track where I was in the volume. You're a liar. Fuck off. So, you know, big whoop. But at the same time, when you make a bullet point out of that and it doesn't work, fuck off. <laughs> uh, okay, that's me. I'm done. Sorry, Andy. <laughs> no, no, that's, yeah. I, I, I've seen that, that kind of like, you know, their own reader and I, I've been tempted to try it, but I was always of the mind of like, I don't, I don't want to split stuff off into yet another different service. So I have resisted the temptation thus far. I mean, at this stage, I already have like, hang on, opening my phone to check. I already have like 11 applications installed for various ways of reading manga. So why not like put a 12 bullet in my leg? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I'm an idiot. I swear to God. Why do I do this? I got, I, I know why though. Cause it's, I got to know. I got to know. And that's the problem. Um, don't be like me, folks. Be sensible for love of God. Anyway, my home hero. Um, man, we went long on both of these. I had, we, I feel like we both had a lot to get off our chest about these. Yeah, yeah, they're both both really interesting titles in in very different ways. Yes, very accurate. Cool. So, what are we going to be talking about next time? Um, I've been threatening to read this for a while, and it was on sale semi recently, and I let Andy know, so hopefully he bought it on sale. Um, but I have picked volume one of the Clamp series, Magic Knight Ray Earth, which I'm very keen to get into. So, hooray! Andy, how about you? Yeah, yeah, I'm also excited to read that one. Like having released the anime on on home video as as part of part of my my day job, um, I'm quite keen to get into the source material on that one. Um, and so my pick to d- diverges a long way from from murders. We're going Yuri this time. Uh, with uh, the two of them are pretty much like this. Volume one. Yeah, I have this in my um, my Yuri library. I I've made it a plan or a reason that I should only read one Yuri series at a time. Otherwise, it starts to like you know, coalesce into like a single Yuri Gestalt, uh, which is always a bad idea, quite frankly. Yuri Geddon. Um, cool. So thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this um, jumbo length podcast. Uh, you can find the entire website and all of our previous episodes at screentone.club. If you like the podcast, um, please tell a friend. Uh, that sort of like word of mouth is still the single best way for podcasts to grow and expand, etc. Um, we don't do any advertising for a reason because... How the hell do you target stuff nowadays? Who knows? Uh, ratings and reviews are also appreciated, uh, but mostly it's the word of mouth. Um, you can find us on Twitter at Screentone Club. Uh, you can also email us at show at screentone.club. Um, as mentioned, my name is Elliot Page. You can find me on Twitter at Elliot Page. Um, back to posting pictures about uh, of my cat and talking about um, Warhammer again. Um, sorry. So little space marine plastic men. Hooray. And Andy, how about you? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Hannah's1979. Cool. So from both of us, uh, thank you ever so much and good night. Bye, everyone. Bye.